Welcome everybody back to The Jedi Eternal for episode 5. Today I am your co-host Braxton Taylor here with the man with the plan, co-host Andrew Bowling. Andrew, how you doing today, my good friend? I am doing well. How are you, sir? I am. I am fantastic. Today we yeah. had such an exciting day with yes. release of episode 1, season 7 Clone Wars. That's yep. so incredibly exciting, yeah. All these years later, we finally got it. <laughs> I know. Well, like I said, like the last episode of Clone Wars was like, I think Yoda talking to Anakin, and like he said some kind of like mystical thing and walked off. And we're like, wait, is that really the end? <laughs> so it's actually so cool to have that back. And we're going to be talking about that today. And in fact, in the next really 12 weeks, we're going to be uh, reviewing and going over um, each episode. Um, so, uh, fair warning, we're going to be doing our regular schedule stuff. So we have our news our rumors and our releases for the week and then after that we're going to have our Q&A like usual um, but our main segment today will be reviewing the uh, we'll be reviewing the first um, episode so we're going to have spoilers for that so just to give you guys that throughout but without any further ado we're going to go ahead and get into our regularly scheduled program and let's go first off into the news for the week so first segment is that there's going to be new looks at upcoming Star Wars related Disney Plus projects um, and that's going to be expected to be shown at Disney's special European launch of Disney Plus on March 5th. So what that means exactly, I'm not sure, but hopefully we're going to be seeing more, maybe some sneak peeks about Kenobi, maybe some sneak peeks on Mandalorian 2, Season 2. What do you think, Andrew? Yeah, I think the, they have to talk about Season 2 of Mandalorian. Yeah, for sure. Especially, uh, I, I would assume. <laughs> I would love for, to see anything about Kenobi or actually... It may be even more likely something to do with Cassie and Andor. Right, yeah. We, or, or maybe another animated series, which I know is eventually going to come, so maybe well, that's another option. The whole thing about Rebels 2, Rebels, uh, like the sequel, the sequel to Rebels, supposedly right. trying to come out this winter. Yeah, uh, that's the rumor. But. Yeah, so... So, there's a, there's a lot of different options, but I'm also I also wouldn't be surprised if this doesn't end up just being like... They just talk about the Mandalorian, what's already yeah. been released and stuff to get yeah. people hyped or whatever. I don't, I don't know that we're gonna get any really big reveals, but I would love to mm. get a reveal. But. Yeah, I would too. You know, it does say upcoming Star Wars uh, projects, so I'm hoping that, like I said, saying upcoming, I'm hoping that means you know, because like so we have, right, for sure, we have the Mandalorian season two, uh, Kenobi and Cassie, and those three for sure are coming. Um, now, like I said, we have the rumors of the. Uh, Rebel sequel, uh, but we don't really know for sure when that is. And supposedly it's December-ish or whatever, but we don't yeah. really know. So anyway, it would be pretty cool if we got some more details. Maybe even like a, some like still images or something along those lines. That would be phenomenal, <laughs> especially with like Kenobi at, at this point. I think it'd have to just be artwork because they haven't well, even actually true. started yet. So, but hey, yeah. I'll take whatever I'll I take get. Whatever I get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Um, yeah, so let's go into yeah. our, our second yeah. story, news story for the day, and that is that Luke Skywalker has a yellow blade in um, issue six of Star Wars. So this issue six of, of Star Wars will be released in May, so it's mm. still a while away. But the cover is um, Luke Skywalker, and he's holding a yellow bladed lightsaber. Yeah, what's interesting, he has his like flight suit on yeah. from like episode five. Now as as you probably know, when it comes to the comic covers, mm -hmm. it can be kind of misleading sometimes. <laughs> they don't, you know, yeah. anytime you see like a comic cover with something on it, it doesn't necessarily mean that's what's going to happen in sure. the inside the issue. A yeah. lot of times there are ways to get people excited. Um, and so I don't think we should maybe take that in too much consideration, but mm -hmm. let's say that it is a yellow lightsaber. What does that mean for for the story yeah well um for me and because this is set in between five and six you right. know so uh for me it kind of it, at first i was kind of off put i'm like well, what are you talking about you know he had his father's blue lightsaber and then he comes with the traditional green you know he's the peacekeeper i mean it, it, it's just so fitting for luke but really it kind of makes sense at least to me because um you know like i said in episode five empire strikes back we see him have his hand cut off revealed to him that his father is the probably in his opinion like the most evil warlord man in the entire galaxy you know his entire uh 
I don't know, thought process is destabilized, in my opinion. In, in episode six, we don't really see that. You know, that jumps from that, that moment to episode six, and we don't see that. But within this comic series, we've been seeing him struggle with his mind, and we've been seeing him struggle with, you know, like, oh, what, if I'm not supposed to be a Jedi, what am I supposed to be, and stuff. So it kind of, it's kind of like poetic, I guess, in a sense, where he's struggling with this, so he chooses to have a yellow and saber, which is kind of, quote-unquote, untraditional. Because yeah. um, we do see in episode nine, um, Ray. Uh, at the end, which it does make you wonder if maybe that had a role. I'm in, sure it did, and why they decided to do this. But yeah. I, I can't help but wonder if this may be the lightsaber of the person who caught mm. his other one. Yeah, it's a good point. There might be yeah. some kind of connection there. My other thought yeah. is maybe um, this is just an old lightsaber he's found somewhere. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at the hilt of the lightsaber. It kind of looks like the Jedi Temple Guards lightsabers. Mm-hmm. Which, no, they which have notoriously yellow They sabers, were yellow you sabers. Uh, and if That's you look at point. that hilt, the, the design is the same. Mm-hmm. So that could be a coincidence, but there might be more to yeah. that. And we know in, in uh, it was uh, one of the Darth Vader issues, I believe, whenever he goes after J- Jocasta <laughs> Nu, at the end of that, at the end of all of that, it shows Luke Skywalker opening up um like the area where all of the relics and stuff were hidden because right. it got blown up and there wasn't mm-hmm. any access to it but anyways luke finds it and he goes and gets through the rubble and right. it shows him like opening it up right. so i don't think there's anything to say that that couldn't be in this time period right yeah exactly um that's a great point and I, I don't really know on that in terms of the uh i really don't know that in terms of the um you know, how that pans out mm-hmm. in that story. So one thing that would be interesting, like, is for those of you who are not familiar with what we're talking about, like, someone catching his lightsaber. So uh, as we talked about, I think it was either last episode Just, or one point. I think that. it was two episodes ago. Yeah, so episode three. Um, basically, we were reviewing um, Star Wars uh, issue number... <laughs> two. Number two, okay. So I didn't think it was two or three. Anyway, too many numbers. I don't, yeah. I don't know. It's too early morning to be talking about the numbers. <laughs> what time uh, is it? Yeah. You're supposed to be in bed. Uh, seriously. Yeah, this is what we do for you folks. <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, what was I going to? Oh, right. So basically, at the very end of this comic, when, when uh, Luke gets his hand cut off and his, his hand and his saber falls, there's at the very last uh, page of the issue, this mysterious hooded Jedi-like figure with black gloves grabs his lightsaber. That's who we're talking about. Um but who knows? I mean, maybe it's, it's an, you know, this is something random. We're talking about Temple Guards. Maybe it was a, an Inquisitor who turned, you know, from Temple Guard to Inquisitor back, seeing the corruption of the Sith and all this like that. And he's, you know, I yeah. don't know. Who knows? I mean, that's really crazy speculation, but anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, so there's a lot of ways that could go. Right. I'm, again, like I've already said, but I, I'm really excited about where the Star Wars comics are going right now, both. Both the right. main Star Wars line and Darth Vader. They're doing some really interesting stuff right now. Yeah. Um, to add to that real quick, we also um, <laughs> know... So, like, when they do the... Basically, Marvel, uh, for, like, future months, they go ahead and show, like, the covers and stuff, and they give it a little bit of detail. Mm-hmm. So there's actually an, a cover reveal for the Darth Vader issue that they've also shown, and it shows... Darth Vader, like, embracing Padme, hmm. but she's, like, dissolving on the mm. on the, the cover. Yeah. And it says, the only, like, little story thing it gives is that Darth Vader is going to go and search Padme's tomb. Yeah. So, that really kind of makes you wonder if, if that might be kind of the whole in his head deal that we had talked about I'm sure probably you know so (laughs) anyways but that we'll find that out but it's probably gonna be a while (laughs) yeah so uh, that's gonna be a bit but we did want to throw it out there because it was pretty cool little little thing we found out but let's move on to our third and final uh, little news piece and this isn't necessarily news as much as it's kind of a funny thing that we happened recently Uh, but uh, there was recently an interview that Harrison Ford was a part of (laughs) um, and um, (laughs) So, anyway, to, to sum it up, Harrison Ford apparently doesn't know what a Force Ghost is. <laughs> yeah, can I, I, I'm just going to read what it was. Okay, I have here. it to be. Yeah, you go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, he said, um, they, they asked him if the vision Kylo Ren saw of Han was a Force Ghost. And um, Han goes, a Force Ghost? I don't know what a Force Ghost is. 
Then in a quieter voice, he said, yeah, yeah. don't tell anyone. I'm not talking loud enough for your recorder. I have no idea what a force ghost is, and I don't care. So this, this poor Harrison, you know, he got betrayed. He's talking to this reporter. He's, like, covering the mic. Okay, this is, like, don't say anything. And it's, like, front page news, top story. <laughs> so, you know, I, I could see Harrison Ford just kind of, Playing it off like he has no idea. Which, like, that's the typical, like, Han Solo attitude. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know what that is. I don't care, you know? And I, I I would say he probably knows what a Force Ghost is. Yeah. Maybe not everything about it, but I'd, I'd I mean, say he probably knows. There was Force Ghost in the original uh, yeah. trilogy. So I don't know that he's actually watched the movies, but... <laughs> well, it's funny because, like I said, that traditional, like, Han Solo attitude. So I think it might just be a ploy. But right. if you remember uh, when Force Awakens was coming back and they... They said they they made for sure like okay Harrison Ford is in it, I think it was it was either Jimmy Kimmel or one of the online or the, one of the late night hosts you know asking like so are you excited to come back in Star Wars and you know you know it's such a big you know going on just bo- you know boasting up Star Wars you know are you so excited for this he's like I'm just in it for the paycheck <laughs> you know which <laughs> yeah. like oh it's a very Han Solo thing to say but so I mean I'm sure that he actually did want to come back you know I because I think he did later on say like to like a what? Well, yeah, he he wanted to come back just so they'd kill him off. I mean, that's what he wanted in the original trilogies for them yeah. to kill him off. Yeah. So, so I so I definitely see that uh, this is probably, you know, it, it's a funny thing, and I yeah. can definitely see him saying that could like just keep his suave, you know, like I don't care kind of attitude. <laughs> right. But but it is funny to think like Harrison Ford's yeah. been all throughout the original trilogy has been in like uh, two of the movies <laughs> in uh, in the uh, sequel trilogy. Like eh, I have no idea what Force Ghost even is. <laughs> That's pretty it's funny. quite entertaining. <laughs> so uh, let's move on to rumors. And uh, this this week we only have one kind of rumor. We had other things to say, but at this point, like there's only one that's just worth mentioning, um, and that is Dave Filoni. And we've kind of already um, known this because of his tweet right after Rise of Skywalker. Uh, but Dave Filoni has really been hinting that Ahsoka Tano is still alive during the events of Rise of Skywalker. So that's pretty interesting because I mean, she would be. Forget her dying in battle. She'd be pretty old. I mean, like... Like 70s. Really old, yeah. So, what are your thoughts on that? Like, I mean, do you agree with Dave? Do you think that's, you know... What do you think? I think that Dave Filoni has the final say when it comes to... <laughs> right. Well, yeah, it's his, like, brainchild. So, know? if he's basically kind of hinting at that she's not dead, she's probably not dead. And and yeah. so, I have the exact quote he said, and he's... He, he kind of gets on to, to us as Star Wars fans. In yeah. It. Uh, I don't know if you read the, the exact quote, but he said, I have to wonder with Star Wars fans. He said, they seem to watch the movies, but they don't take all the lessons. Mm-hmm. They deal a lot in absolutes, which is very much a Sith thing. I remember in The Empire Strikes Back, Luke speaking out through the Force to Leia. Vader also does this at the end of Empire Strikes Back. There's no absoluteness that these people are dead. I mean, some of them we know are dead. Right. So... I think he's basically saying that she's alive. Mm-hmm. That's the way I take it. Yeah. But since we don't know for sure, we're going to call it a rumor. Right. But to me, he's saying, you know, we most <coughs> li- most likely everyone else in that moment was dead. Right. Um, but then, like, he's just, or she was just maybe, like, in a little nursing home or something. And she just... <laughs> <laughs> hey. Connect with the fog, right? You know, he's like rocking the chair. Yeah. Like, Take your medicine, so good. <laughs> She's like, can you please call the nurse for me? <laughs> yeah, they're not treating me very well. <laughs> like, by the way, if someone could take me to the potty, yeah, I'd greatly appreciate it. Yeah, well, I think that, <laughs> I think that uh, you know, it's, again, it's Dave Filoni's, like, brain jolly, but that's his stamp on the Star Wars universe, you know what I'm saying? I I think he, I think, I mean, I love Dave, don't get me wrong, like, we all know my, my, I love Dave, I love what he does, but I do think he could be a little biased in this, because, you know, like, again, like, this is his stamp on Star Wars universe, this is his sole creation, Yeah. Um, so I think he he might want to say, oh yeah, of course she's still alive, you know, but then again, I mean, there's plenty of things I could think of that would make, you know, you know, make me think that she'd be alive, you know, we've seen people talk through the Force many times, Um, you know, and she has crazier experiences with you know things like the world between worlds and stuff like you know other jedi has had you know so you know 
I mean, with, with, with that crazy stuff, I mean, she could still be young for all we know. They could bring, <laughs> right. like, do some weird time traveling stuff. Yeah. And that, 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 the War Between Worlds opens up a whole. Yeah. Like, and I don't know. That's, that's a whole other I don't know topic, if they'll but, ever go back to it or not. Yeah. It's like, you know, and this one say, it's a whole other topic. But, you know, and this might even be like a whole, like, main topic type thing, but at some point. But it should be. Yeah, I don't know that I'm a huge fan of the World Between Worlds because I, I just think it opens up too many wormholes, too many things. I really enjoyed it in the, in the, the, um, the episodes that yeah. I was in, but I do understand the, the problems that come with that, and yeah. the and like and also you know like anytime anyone dies, anytime anything happens, there will always be at least one person who goes well with the world between worlds. They, they could, could be gay, yeah, you know, and so it always why. has that exactly. That that's always going to be a possibility now. It's always right. going to be an option that people are going to talk about, and it's yeah. just always going to be kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah, and that's and that's why. I mean, like when I was watching the episode, it's like, oh, that's so awesome. He pulls her like right before Vader, you know, kills her. I mean, it's so awesome, and it's like. But then, like after I got done watching it, and it's been several, you know, however long it's been since this episode came out. Yeah. Um, good I d- yeah, I'm just saying, like, hmm, maybe I don't like it nearly as much as I thought I did. You know, I don't know. I just you know ramifications, but. Uh, Anyway, but of course, like I said, so Dave Filoni's pretty pretty convinced in his mind that that Ahsoka's still alive, and so hey, I'm not I'm not knocking it. You know, it's pretty awesome. She's a good yeah. character and stuff. But uh, so let's go ahead yeah, to our releases. releases. Um, and our first release we're going to talk about here is the um, the Skywalker, the Rise of Skywalker is going to be re- released digitally March seventeenth, hmm, okay. and on Blu-ray and four K on March thirty first. Nice. So, you gonna pick it up or? You know, I've been. I I'll be honest with you. Um, I don't even have a DVD player. <laughs> so, but what I've been thinking about well, doing. Well, your Xbox. Will well, play DVDs, that's true. So. I, I forgot about that. But uh, what I've been thinking about is uh, saving up a little uh, simoleons and uh, and uh, picking up the whole set, like one through nine. That's gonna cost you a little. It's gonna bit. cost me some money. I, I know that they said it was like three hundred and fifty bucks or something, yeah, like, something that, like that. Which I mean. To have all the saga, you know, HD, whatever, 4K. I mean, I I don't know. I think it might be worth it. It would definitely be something like I save up and get as like a special gift or something for myself. <laughs> but, but anyway, yeah. I, I definitely would like to pick it up um, in terms of like the whole box. I don't know that I was, I'm going to get it like just in itself, but, but it would be nice to have it. Oh, and I'll also say this. I did see that there's going to be two hours of bonus content. Well, so there's going to be even more than that. Oh, really? Yes, because... Um, there, at least the way I understand it, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure this is how it's gonna how it's supposed to work. Is there is, um, there is going to be, you know, like the usual stuff, like they have, you know, like just kind of behind the scenes stuff. But they also have something they're calling the Skywalker Legacy, which is a feature length documentary. Oh, okay. That is going to um, chart the making of the movie. That'd be cool. Yeah. So. Um, the Last Jedi did that as well, and whenever the the DVD was released, I watched it and I was super impressed with it. it made me appreciate the movie a lot more watching watching the like making of the movie just and to see watch the, it then. just to see like <laughs> well trust me it's still not my favorite but, but it did make me appreciate just like the fact you could tell you know they put a lot into it they really cared about it and, and that kind yeah. of thing. And um, I, I assume The Force Awakens has one as well, but I've not watched that one. I, I would have to yeah, go back and look. Yeah. Um, but I know The Last Jedi had one, and I'm really excited this has one too because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I've read I read somewhere that's supposed to be over two hours long, just the documentary. Yeah, so, that's crazy. So, like, that, that's really exciting to me, and I'm yeah. sure we'll learn a lot of cool stuff from that. So Yeah, that's going to be really cool. I'm, I'm excited about that. So uh, what is our next thing here? So the next one we got here is also Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, but this is the comic adaption. So the comic adaption is going to be written by Jody Hauser. She did the Rogue One comic, the Age of Republic comic, and the Thrawn comic. And then um, I believe this is coming out in... I had it here. June. Comes okay. out in June. That's so they're, they're saying that it's going to be kind of like the novel where they're going to add some extra stuff in there and, <laughs> right. you know, give a reason for people to want to go and pick it up, you know, to see some new, yeah. to new, some new scenes and things. Kind of yeah. like uh, with the novel, they just um, showed, 
like a little preview of it and it has one of the scenes that we had talked about from the Trevorrow script where Kylo mm-hmm. Ren goes to, to Mustafar and he goes to that little like creature thing that's sitting on a baby head <laughs> um, that's the best way for me to describe it uh, so that that's actually going to be in the book so that means it's going to be canon mm-hmm. we didn't see it in the movie but it is actually going to be a canon part of the story so that's yeah. that stuff's really neat I always enjoy yeah. that they add that extra stuff in there yeah uh, they've done it for all the novels and I really like it what do you think well and that's, I was actually gonna say the same thing I mean I'm you know the movies are what they are right but I do like that um, we get to see in books and comics Basically the same thing, but we get to see an extension of those things. You know, we get to see uh, we get to see extra pieces of the story that kind of and, and like this is a way for them to kind of stitch the wounds. You know what I'm saying? In sense of like we can get the details that we didn't get, get some of the answers that we didn't get, and, I, and that's what I'm hoping with the book and the comic or, or the novelization of the comic that we get to see you know more about well how it did exactly. Um, did the Palpatine survive? You know, uh, you know, go on, you know, blah 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 blah. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff they could. There's a lot. There's of, a lot of gaps they could. Yeah, fill a lot in. of gaps that we'd like to see. Um, and, and and again, the whole thing with like Leia, how did she die? Was it through force exhaustion? Was it for you know whatever? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and the novel is going <coughs> to be able to fill in a lot of that stuff very easily. We'll know. What's mm-hmm. great about novels is that a lot of times you can kind of know what's going on in their heads. You know? Oh yeah, you it fills in. Yeah, it fills in the yeah. thought process and those things that we can't get in a movie. Mm-hmm. And um, I, now the comic is where it's a little more like, well, it actually might be kind of like less than the movie. Well, probably. Yeah. But um, according to to the news, that there is going to be some extra stuff in there, so we'll see. No, yeah. I mean, so it's gonna be good one way or the other. It's just gonna be good to get more yeah. Star Wars content. No easy. So um, as far as releases for the coming week, we have uh, both on Wednesday. We have the next issue of Star Wars. So this will be issue three. <clears throat> yeah. Which I'm excited for. Uh, because we know, I believe it's the day before that is the, the announcement day for um, Project, Project Luminous. Luminous. Yeah. So that's really exciting. So yeah. this this coming week, guys, we're going to get the announcement of Project Luminous. So the 24th and the 26th. We've got 24th is the Project Luminous, if I'm not mistaken, and the 26th is yeah. the release of the comics. So. so that's going to be some big days there. I'm, yeah. I'm really hoping that be, after that announcement... <laughs> that Star Wars issue is going to kind of open up a little more about the High Republic and that stuff. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Um, because we already know it's going to touch on that at least a little bit. Right. So, guaranteed, Friday is going to be a big episode That's talking about say, that yeah. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to have a lot of stuff to talk about on, on Friday for sure. Um, and then, and also there's um, Star Wars, the next Star Wars Adventures issue. Mm-hmm. Not a huge fan of that series, but if mm-hmm. you like those... That'll be also on Wednesday. Yep. And then, of course, on the 28th, which is a Friday, is when we get the next episode of Clone Wars. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So, without any further ado, we're going to go ahead and move on to our main topic. So, again, spoiler alert. I thought we were going to do our Q&A first. Oh, were we? Okay, I'm sorry. We're going to do our right, Q&A. That way, yes, I completely forgot. Yeah, we're going to do our Q&A, so that way, for those of you who haven't got to watch the episode yet, you yeah, can go as I far forgot about that. With us as possible, and then you can stop it, <laughs> right. go watch the episode, come back for the spoilers. Yeah, yeah. that's my bad. I, I completely forgot about <laughs> we that. We didn't talk we, about it today. Yeah, like, well, so. it, we had kind of rushed today. It was kind of weird. We were both up very early <laughs> to get this episode yeah. out for you guys. So we'll, we'll move on to the Q&A, and then we'll get into our main topic. Um, so again, we just want to thank everybody once again for your guys' responses. Yes, uh, we've you. had, again, several this week. Uh, uh, we got it out, I think posted it you know around five o'clock or something yesterday and, and you guys sent in several several uh questions um and and a lot of new time uh new time uh questioners awesome. <laughs> so we thank you guys for your answering um just to give you a, a quick overview for those of you who are not familiar um we will answer three questions this week and for those of you and we do it in kind of chronological order who who question asked the question first and those of you who do not get your answered uh, question this week uh we will put it top of the list top of the queue next week so no one will get their question missed yeah so we'll yeah you'll sure always have an answer so again just thank you guys and we want to encourage you to keep asking because even if uh, we have questions queued we'll just add it to the please we're know. lonely <laughs> please we just want to have stuff to talk about <laughs> now before you start before you start your q a yeah i want you to do miss piggy oh my gosh miss piggy darth you... vader go <laughs> um hold on i gotta get in the mood here 
I find your lack of faith disturbing, Kermy. <laughs> Kermy? Kermy? Oh, it's his horse found That's one. I find your lack of faith disturbing, Kermy. <laughs> Don't choke on your aspirations, Kermy. <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm so sorry if I've offended it. <laughs> Andrew oh. keeps trying. See, I, I have an affinity to make really bad voice impressions, and Andrew has been trying to sneak more of them in. So yeah, well, I've been. <laughs> I have literally said I was gonna have you do that for the past four episodes. So I um, finally did it. Uh, oh. You know this thing? I have to like get myself in the mic. I can't. I can't, uh, I can't do it off the bat like that. I just gotta get myself in the mic. I have to have a trial and run. You know, trial and run error here. Oh, thank <laughs> you for that. Okay, you can go You're ahead. So now. welcome. So you're all so welcome. Sorry to all the, the listeners. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we have three questions this week. Our first question comes from Kaylee King, and she asks, what is the female character with the best character development in Star Wars? So that's a very good question. Um, there's a lot of really good female characters in Star Wars. Um, I have you know, a pretty thorough answer. Andrew, you want to go ahead or you want me to start off? Go ahead. You start. Okay. <clears throat> so uh, in positive, I keep coughing or whatever and it's going like my throat's not going too great today but anyway um so this is probably the most <laughs> generic answer of all but to me it's probably the most accurate as well and that is leia um leia is definitely princess leia is the epitome of a great female character she is um she has such great character development in terms of at first she was real stubborn and she didn't want to let anybody in and all this stuff like that and uh, she came from royalty and but as the as this as the trilogy progressed, she gets closer to Luke, gets closer to Han and Chewie, and and and, and becomes less you know self-absorbed and becomes like this awesome leader and becomes like not just a princess but like a general or uh, you know well, a general uh, Organa you know over all of the the re rebellion and she becomes like this great character um, that we get to see um, and it really just fleshes out and, and makes her character relevant you know. Because that was one of my big issues with Ray. I personally have nothing against Ray, or obviously Daisy Ridley, um, but the character it was just it was not flushed out. It didn't. It, you know, I felt like the character of Ray was so. You know, it just it didn't. I didn't feel any relevance. Like if she died, I would have been like, well, you know, that's odd that they did that, but who cares? But if if Leia died, and when Leia died, I was like, oh, you know, man, you know, it sucks because, I don't know. They just built this built this rapport with her. Also. I also really like Padme. Um, in the original trilogy, she was she was very uh, <laughs> she liked the dogs. Over we gotta get these get the, the water bowl out of the these dogs on the first episode. I don't think anyone ever can hear it. It's just no, you can because I re listened. You definitely can hear it. You know, what I mean? no. <laughs> so anyway, um, so um, I have more to say. Oh right, right. In the original trilogy, uh, it says one, two, and three. Um, Padme was pretty. Uh, <laughs> Padme was pretty weak as a character. I just thought she was kind of whiny, and she was just kind of like a supplement to Anakin. But we really got to see her fleshed out in, um, uh, in Clone Wars, and she yeah. really had a great progression as a character. Yeah, um, also, so Katana, I mean, that's obviously... <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, you know, you see her development from just a little kid, Padawan, to being like this, you know, pretty much Jedi Knight on the run, and then in the in the Clone or excuse me, Rebels, where she's like this leader now, and like this mentor figure. It's just, it's really awesome. Um, also, last thing I'll say is uh, hit on uh, Mar Jade, um, you know, in the extended, you know, series. Oh, going into Legends. Loaded Legends. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, like, I remember reading those books and thinking, like, Mar Jade was a cool character, you know? Oh, yeah. um, and obviously, it's not canon anymore, but... Very loved character even it, to this day. Yeah, but, it, I mean, on Twitter, there's a huge... It, I mean, it's kind of weird how big the following is for, like, this, like, fictional mm -hmm. character, you know? Um, and when I say that, I'm saying because... Like, they have this Twitter as if it was her tweeting. <laughs> it's really weird, but, hey, you tweeters do what you tweeters do. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't get Twitter. <laughs> it's a crazy place. It's Wild West. But anyway, um, so anyway, uh, those are mine. I think they have a lot of merit to those characters. Like I said, Leia is probably the, the best one for me. What do you think? Well, you covered <laughs> you you covered it pretty well, I'd say. Those yeah. are definitely. Um, <laughs> I've been thinking about those a lot. <laughs> uh, the only one, the only other one that I would add to that is I think Asajj Ventress. I, oh yeah. I think yeah. I think she has a really great arc, and you see her go from from <clears throat> villain to hero in a sense. Yeah. Or well, at least redemption. Redemption. Or redeem, yeah, you know. yeah. So you and it's a long process. 
there's a lot of story there to get her there and I think that's always important that you can really see that slowly build and then mm-hmm. not just be like flip of a coin you know right and so it really pays off um, again I think I said this last week but I'll say it again if you have not seen or if you've not read Dark Disciple mm-hmm. please do yourself a favor and do so if you're a fan of Clone Wars yeah it's a great novel and um, and it's kind of basically her story or ending her story and so um, I would say that that's the only one I would add to that yeah is it, she's she really is a great character yeah, I agree, and um, it's really cool because, you know, she's traditionally just a, b- a bad character. I mean, not bad in terms of, like, <clears throat> she's poorly written, but bad as an evil, you know? Yeah. And, you know, being with the Night Sisters and things like that, and to see her turn, and because, and, and, like, I mean, and the cool, th- or not cool, but how do I say this, the very uh, essence of her development is that she's constantly being betrayed by everyone, by Mother Talzin, yeah. by the Night Sisters she's being betrayed, by Count Dooku she's being betrayed, and finally... It was until she sided with Soka in the last parts of uh, season five of Clone mm-hmm. Wars, um, you know that that Ahsoka didn't turn on her. And all of a sudden, you know, later on, she goes with Quinlan, Quin, Quinlan Boss, um, and he doesn't turn. You know, it was, and, and she finally starts building like this trust or like this, like you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Her whole thing was built on on betrayal, so it was really cool to see that turnaround of her to the light side. Yeah, so, it's, so. A, it's a great story. So, so yeah, so Kaylee, hopefully, hopefully we answer that question for you. Um, so our second question comes from uh, Philip McFerrin again, um, and he asks, "What is the explanation of C-3PO's red arm in the Force Awakens?" So, um, if unless you want me to take it again, I, I have a pretty comprehensive answer. Like, you want to just? So I think um, I don't think this needs a necessarily a long answer because yeah. it can go on for a while if you tell too like. Yeah, if you go too deep into the story, and I'm not gonna get too deep. I don't think this is too very necessary. Um, It's because it's pretty straightforward, really. Basically, C-3PO and a group of droids, uh, they crash on a planet. They uh, have to get to this distress beacon, and um, C-3PO, basically, as they're trying to get there, these droids get basically killed off one by one until it's him and and one other one. And during this time, these spider things like rip off his, his regular robot. Right, right. And so that, the, that last droid sacrifices itself. And C-3PO, <clears throat> kind of like in honor, takes the arm of that droid mm-hmm. and uses it as kind of like a memory and like an, an honor yep. of that droid. And uh, that basically, that wasn't... I assume that the movie decided to ha- give him a red arm probably just for new toy sales. That's what I was exactly going to say. <laughs> it was toy sales. And then, and then somebody's like, well, let's make up a yeah. story to, to figure yeah. out why, why he had the red arm. It was good, though. I mean, and, and you may be asking, you know, where are you hearing this information? There was actually a C-3PO comic. Yes, yes. Um, a three, a, it was a yeah. one-shot comic is what they called them. Yeah. It was a one-shot so. comic. And I think they also maybe retold the story in the Lego video game as well. Oh, really? I, I think, didn't know that. I think, uh, I've not played that, but I have heard about <laughs> okay. the Lego game telling On, the on story. a side note, I just remember this. I'm so excited for the complete saga oh, of Lego. Oh, my goodness. Guys, I, me and Andrew have played Star Wars Lego since the OG days of, like, the first one, and I'm so excited. Oh, we're going to be playing that together. Oh, yeah. Really? Like, if we can do, like, a, a gaming stream, we'll put it on online or we something. Should. We, <laughs> we should. We should. Dude, I love it, dude. That would be oh, so I'm fun. I'm excited, yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry that that's completely off, off topic, but but I love that. Uh, yeah, uh, I think it's I think it, it's it's cool that like you know it showed C three PO, like <laughs> you know in remembrance of this other droid and stuff, and it kind of shows you know the droids aren't all just uh, yeah robots without feelings and blah blah. Yeah, blah. they really try to give them that. But humanity. but then you know he replaces it so then it's like well what's the point you maybe, know, like, maybe it didn't matter that so much <laughs> maybe he didn't really care about that droid yeah. too much maybe he didn't actually care all that much because then he ends up yeah. uh, getting his gold arm back so <laughs> yeah I'm not sure what happened there um, where, where the wires got crossed on that one but uh, um, here, on that same thread there's actually a cool little fun fact if you read um, The Force Collector which was the uh, novel set right before well it was not but uh, it was leading up into episode nine, mm-hmm. um, and, and and like I said, for those of you who don't didn't read it, it's not it's not a bad read, but it's nothing important. And basically, it was just kind of a glorified uh, review of the entire saga. But what was really cool is that Car, which was the main character, um, and like 
Chinook, whatever, I can't remember his name is, but it's like Carl. Basically, like Quinlan Voss and, and uh, Cal Kestis, he can touch things, and through the Force, he can sense their past. And basically, during this time in history, it was like actually right before, set before episode seven. And, uh, and he didn't know, you know, any, like, it, the Jedi at that point had become myth. Like, they, people didn't even know the Jedi existed, and they had no clue about the Order 66. And long story short, he's trying to find out the history of the Jedi and how he actually figures it all out as he goes to Maz Kanata's castle. And she realizes that he can touch things, and she's, he's wanting to know the whole story. So she goes into the back and pulls out, like, this, like, cloth, and she unwraps the cloth, and it's C-3PO's uh, gold arm. Yeah. Um, and so he touches that, and of course he figures everything out because he senses the history. Because C-3PO's there for C-3PO all C-3PO is you know? there for, like, all of it, yeah. So <laughs> So long story short, and that's kind of a cool little throw-in that they had. That yeah. She somehow, because, like I said, the whole point of, like, Doc Ondar and Moskinar is they somehow get these crazy things. Like, how mm. in the world did they get those things? Right. But anyway, so that's pretty cool. But that's, that's, that's kind of the long and short of it. C-3PO just had a red arm, probably for toy sales. But <laughs> according to the one-shot comic, it's because he's honoring friend. Yeah. So our last question uh, comes from our boss, Hawk. So apologize, my good friend, if that is not how you pronounce your name. But our boss uh, has the question of, do you have any theories on how Palpatine was still alive in Rise of Skywalker? So we have, there's some that's been going around. There's, we have plenty. Um, but Andrew, you want to go ahead and lead us off on this one? Or you? Oh, boy. This could, uh, there's a lot I could say about this. Yeah, um, yeah. So, I think my here's um, first. What I'm gonna say is I I think <clears throat> that he died. Yeah. And and then was brought back through these Sith Eternal people. These Sith cultists. I I think they they probably have some kind of old ancient technology. Uh, maybe some kind of aspect of the force and have brought him back mm-hmm. in that sense some way or another. Yeah. Now we know that he, that Palpatine continues to, and I, you know, at this point the movie's been out long enough. If you haven't watched it yet, then you're not a Star Wars fan. So. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, spoilers, but whatever. So, well, we've kind of already literally yeah, so yeah, many yeah. spoilers for Rise of Skywalker already, but yeah. You know. <laughs> so anyways, um, the so like whenever um you see all those machines and stuff like at the beginning and you see the 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 test tube things with snoke heads in there and all that stuff so clearly they got this like weird ancient it looks kind of old right it looks yeah, like it an does. ancient type yeah. of technology or something and so i i assume that that has definitely a role in it but then but we know palpatine's like hey he's like i'm i have all of the Sith in me, like you know, almost like, like maybe he is brought back somehow in more of like. I guess my one of my questions was is is was that truly one hundred percent Palpatine, mm-hmm. or was it Palpatine's body? But like, was it all of the Sith and controlled? How, you know by what the I mean? Sith, like yeah, essence or yeah, like like yeah. A, like a hive mind yeah. in a sense, you know, a be. legion of Sith, you know, like yeah. something like that. I don't really know, um, mm-hmm. but it's just some of the things he says makes you kind of wonder, like, yeah, what that meant. And maybe it was more just metaphorically, you know, saying like he's, you know, all he said. But uh, well, with Ray saying that, I think it was more like symbolic. But who knows? Yeah. So I, I'm not really sure, but I think that he was brought back by them somehow, mm-hmm. and clearly he wasn't fully the, like, okay. You know, he had right. issues. He, well, he was, yeah. appeared to be blind. He was missing some fingers and stuff. Mm. And, you know, it didn't look like he could walk. Yeah. Those kind of things. And that kind of debunks one of the main... So, ow, you bit my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, oh, so there's two main theories that I've been hearing a lot. And okay. that is, A, um, that, you know, the Sith Eternal brought him back. And that's yeah. kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. That they're using, like, ancient Sith... Uh, alchemy and things like right, that to bring like it back. Yeah. Um, but also, I've heard of st- uh, a theory that he's a clone of Palpatine. See, but no. I don't think so because think of it this way: no, if he's, he's a, clone, a clone, why is he all decrepit and, and yeah. beat up and, and and rotting? You know, why is he hooked to machines? You know, all this stuff like that. Like they've perfected cloning, obviously already. Why would they? So I think that's. I don't need to go much further. Like it's obviously not a clone. Um, yeah, I don't think it's a clone. 
Um, I mean, there. I guess there's an argument for like, well, why is Snoke so messed up? Mm, but yeah, be, because I mean, if all those heads in the, I mean, apparently that's what he looks like from the get go. <laughs> like we, like, like it, we yeah. all thought he was gonna that he gets damaged some way somewhere along the way, and that's why his appearance is like that. But clearly, it yeah. now seems like he's made that way. Which. Interestingly enough, issue one of of Kylo, of Kylo yeah. Ren says, "Look at what Luke did to you." Yeah, and Sounds see, like, I was gonna, oh, yeah. I was gonna mention that as well, and so that really confused me. Yeah, so to me, why? Yeah, because, yeah, because I don't know. <laughs> they, they, how are they gonna? Yeah, that. how are they gonna explain that? I don't know. Because uh, that makes you think he <clears throat> was damaged somehow, but clearly yeah. in those tubes. Mm-hmm. His face was already like that, so yeah. I don't know. So, so um, I think you know our, our common uh, thing is that 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 Palpatine was brought back via Sith Eternal, Sith Acolyte, um, you know, alchemy and, and doing things. Which also supports the chosen, the chosen one, um, yeah. thing that we've talked about. That he actually that did. Palpatine fulfill. had to have actually have died for Anakin to <clears throat> remain the chosen one. Well, and, and yeah. I agree. So here's one last little theory I was thinking of, and we we actually talked about this maybe last week. Um, but basically, we talked about maybe it's very possible that Palpatine's hatred was so strong, and the dark side flowed with him so strong because of how much hate he had that it allowed his his spirit to cling to his dying body. Because um, you know we see this uh, in Legends with Darth Sion, and I, I'm, here's a little bit of an excerpt from his his uh, Wikipedia thing. But it says Darth Sion was the Lord of Pain was a Sith Lord who lived in the time of the Old Sith Wars. As a Sith Marauder in the Great Sith War, Sion fought for Exar Kun's Sith Empire until the day he was struck down. And listen to this. Rather than die, though, Sion found that by calling on his pain, anger, and hatred, he would rise from certain death and achieve immortality at the cost of all-consuming agony. With a body fractured and decomposing, but held together by the dark side of the Force, Sion survived the Great Sith War. I thought that was pretty interesting. And yeah, that is Legends, but it, I could definitely see that being the way they go because, like, just Palpatine, he's like the most ultimate evil person. His, his hatred's so strong, you know? Well, and Who knows? that's, I mean, according to Clone Wars, that's how Darth Maul survived. Yeah, true. He was alive because of his, his hatred. Because of his hatred and revenge for <clears throat> the revenge he wanted for um, or towards Kenobi. Mm-hmm. That That's the only explanation they really give for how he was still alive. <laughs> yeah. So... I mean, it's mean, entirely possible, I guess. But that wouldn't really support the whole chosen one thing, though. So, <laughs> at this point, we have it no wouldn't. clue what we're going to do. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and, you know, who's to say they're going to ever tell us? I think they will. Yeah. I think I think it's even possible we might get a better explanation in this novel that we're going to get in, like, a month or less than a month. Yeah. So, but it, even if we don't, I think we'll eventually get it. You know what I would personally love? I would personally love to get a a novel, just call it Palpatine, and yeah, yeah and give us the origins and go all the way through to mm-hmm. Rise of Skywalker. That would and be really good. Make it a trilogy, even. Yeah. Get a trilogy of novels. Give it to James <laughs> Lucino. Okay? Yeah, yeah. James yeah. Lucino wrote Plagueis. Yeah. A masterpiece of a novel, oh, one of my favorite legends novels, and. <clears throat> It told a lot of Palpatine's story uh, before. Well, it covers a lot of time, but it gives a lot yeah. of like the the prequel story for Palpatine. That, and I, I think they should give it to him. I think they should let him ride with it and just tell all of Palpatine's story. I know there's people yeah. out there that are like, well, we don't, we want it to be a mystery. We don't want to ruin it and blah blah blah. But hey, this, eh, I mean, the saga's over. Why not? The yeah, saga's over now, so yeah. now we can just like do crazy stuff. Like give yeah. us give us the whole story now. Which we get some. <laughs> we get. Maybe I'm wrong in this, but I, I think we get some um, of Palpatine's younger years in, in Tarkin, the book Tarkin. If I'm not mistaken, maybe I'm wrong on that. Misthinking, but I think just like maybe not a lot, but we get like t- him talking about him being like a senator and and uh, in like uh, from Naboo and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, there's there's some different uh, things that. Touch on that it. touch on it like there's a novel with Leia when she's um, um, or no not Leia Padme sorry Padme when she's <clears throat> uh, still like in training or whatever in 
things like that where they they talk about or they have him appearances by him and stuff but nothing like right. really truly showing what he was doing and yeah. his plans and all that stuff I, I just went the full story reveal I went so the yeah full Palpatine having story a comprehensive reveal. novel would be pretty epic <laughs> yes. but uh, looking at the time we should probably go ahead and move on to our main topic so again uh, sorry about the confusion earlier, but this is the main topic now, so full spoiler alerts. This is Clone Wars Season 7, Episode 1 review, yes. The Bad Batch. The Bad Batch. Um, so, uh, you know, if you haven't watched it and you don't want to hear about this, so feel free to click off. We have all of our stuff out of the way for our conclusion, so we're good to go. Yeah. Just don't... make sure you come back. Yeah, please come back. You watch yeah, this, please come back. We would love to, you know, we'd love to you guys to hear our review and, and we, our thoughts and things like that. So anyway... So we'll have kind of like three little segments here, and we'll go just have an overview first and just talk about the episode in general. Uh, we'll talk about the things that are kind of the same as we've seen before in terms of the Clone Wars and things that are different and just kind of like what we like about it. Yeah. So so in terms of the overview in the first episode uh, entitled The Bad Batch, um, you know, uh, we start off on uh, the planet called Anaxis. And, uh, you know... Basically, at this point, the droid army, the Separatist droid army, has been countering and has been attacking, uh, you know, the, the Re Republic, and they've been very successful. Somehow, according to Captain, Captain Rex, they have almost upended everything that they've done. It's almost as if they know the plans. And, uh, like I said, the first scene shows, uh, like, one of those, like, uh, troop transports uh, fly down, and they go to kind of like a, a war meeting room, and in there is Captain Rex, Captain Cody... Anakin and Mace Windu, and they're sitting there talking, and they're essentially saying, you know, somehow the Separatists know everything that we're doing. They're, they're countering everything that we've done. You know, it's almost as if they have our, our playbook, so to speak. So, obviously, Mace Windu, you know, goes at him and says, hey, you know, uh, figure this out. See if you can try to figure out what's going on. And uh, Anakin, um, you know, another interesting thing is that, you know, for your first episode, you see Anakin, and he looks a lot different. He seems... He has longer hair. Yeah. He's very angry, darker already. So it's definitely leading into that uh, transitional state there for him. Yeah. Um, so then, anyway, but, but Anakin still is Anakin at that point, and he's like talking to Rex, like, "Hey, basically, like, are you sure that's it? You know, uh, you know, are you okay? You know?" And he's like, uh, "Yeah, yeah, everything's fine. You know, that, that's it." And then we clip away to the next scene, and it shows like Rex all by himself in like the barracks, and he was like hanging his head, looking at a picture of Echo and uh, and Fives. And uh, talking about, you know, Cody walks in and he's talking about, you know, all the people that he's lost. And he's like, you know, I just can't believe, da-da-da-da-da, you know. And he's like, he's like, uh, and then he has this crazy theory. And he talks to Cody and he's like, I know this sounds crazy, but I think very possibly that Echo might still be alive. You know, because me and Echo were the only two people who worked on some of these battle plans. And so for them to know our battle plans, he has to still be alive. And he's like, Cody's, of course, like, that's, that's crazy, you know. That's just wishful thinking. He died in the Citadel, so they leave. And then, so eventually, uh, before they go on to see if they can capture any intel from this depot, uh, Separatist Depot, all of a sudden we get introduced for the very first time, uh, Squad 99, the Bad Batch. And so Squad 99, they even actually kind of nod at it in, in the first episode, but it's like, oh, that's a nice touch. But basically that's uh, referring to um, Clone, you know, his nickname was 99, in uh, season three, I believe, in Clone Wars, and uh, basically he's like a deformed clone. But um, so they come out, and we see the kind of the classic trope. We see like the leader, we see the marksman, we see the the sciencey tech guy, and then we see the big buff dude. <laughs> and they come walking out, and we're like we and Andrew like literally like each other, and we're like, okay, yeah, that's a little generic, but <laughs> it was pretty good there. But, um, so they, of course, they introduce one to each other, and, and there's some tension between them uh, because they're not like any other clones. So they go into battle, or so they, they're heading towards that. They get shot down. We get to see, you know, the Bad Batch fight for the first time. Of course, they're very efficient. They finally get to the depot, and they, they infiltrate it. And, uh, you know, they finally get in there, and all of a sudden the whole platoon of droids come. They're fighting them off. But at right at the end, right when they're about to leave, the tech guy, along with Captain Rex, infiltrate a signal coming from, uh, from uh, what was it called? Skexo Minor. Uh, I'm either that's a planet or it's a system. I'm not sure, uh, but it's like weird jarbled noise that the the tech uh, tech one from the Bad Batch. I can't remember his name, but he says uh, you know, this sounds almost human. And as you know, at, and he, and Rex is like, ask him who who it is and who who's talking. And then finally, it like clears up and it says 
CT0157, which I'm in, I think that's what it is. But anyway, which is Echo's, uh, uh, you know, call sign. So Rex is like bewildered, and they had like almost drag him out because like they're being overrun by the droids and stuff. So there's a lot of implications there. Um, you know, obviously, uh, basically saying that that Echo is still alive. So what are your thoughts on that, Andrew? After we watch that and we give the overview, what are your thoughts on on that first episode? So I, I enjoyed it. The animation is much better. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can tell there's a significant upgrade in, in the animation, and, and it looks phenomenal. Yeah. Um, as far as the, the actual story, I'm not, I can't say this one really, like, I can say I was like, man, that was just amazing. I'm so excited. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, it was it was more Clone Wars. Yeah. It was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it had anything truly for me that was super amazing, which part of it, it didn't have Obi-Wan Kenobi in it. And, you know, so <laughs> as everyone knows, uh, that's my favorite character. <laughs> yeah. And so if you don't have him in it, I'm a little upset. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but I'm, I'm looking forward to where it's where it's headed. I, I am curious about Echo and, and how that's going to turn out. But the, yeah. the thing that to, that I have to re- remind myself is this this first arc the bad batch was basically almost done yeah a long time ago yeah. I, I mean they they had already like it was actually it's actually viewable like to watch years ago people watched this arc right uh, it, all the animation wasn't complete but like you could it was watchable right and so and from what I've heard so far as people have said that there's really not much difference between the original and and this like they've not changed hardly anything there's a couple right. of little changes but not a whole lot so <laughs> that being said th- i don't think this arc is the one that's going to really interest me because right. if it's already set in stone this that means that like this story is going to basically be a story that was before disney even bought sure yeah bought star wars so yeah I think that the next two arcs are going to be way more intriguing to me, even though I think those were probably already kind of talked about. And I mean, well, we know like the Siege of Mandalore was a thing already, and and he and Dave Filoni had already figured out what that story was going to be. Yeah. But since they weren't completed, I think that that's where we're going to see a lot of like, what is Clone Wars now that we have all this other new information? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's where the, the the surprising reveals and the cool Easter eggs and all that stuff is going to really be able to come out in those yeah. next two arcs. Yeah, and uh, I agree with you on that. Um, so there are some very interesting implications, in, though, in this first episode. So, um, you know, and, and the episode itself wasn't incredibly exciting, as Andrew kind of stated, but the thing is, is and that, that's pretty much per par for a lot of shows and Star Wars things. Yeah. The first episode on things was not very interesting because it was just an introductory episode. We, I mean, we got to see the Bad Batch for this first time. We got introduced to all the members of Bad Batch. We got reintroduced to all those characters after all this time, you know, like Anakin and Mace Windu and Captain Rex and Cody and da-da-da-da. You know, uh, we got reintroduced to all the characters. So it was just definitely one of those, like, okay, we're building a foundation thing. Yeah. So what's also interesting, if you remember in, um, man, I don't even know, season two, season three, I think it was in multiple seasons, but especially two or three, whichever one it was, um, we see this um, tactician. Um, that's it's a kind of a separatist commander. And his name was Trench, and he was that that, that spider-looking guy. And uh, and the funny thing is, is that like um, the the kind of trope when he came on for the first time is like Anakin's like I could have swore I killed this guy, you know. And uh, you know back at X Y Z, you know uh, battlefield, I don't know what kingdom it was, but he's like I could have swore I killed this guy. And someone else is like I could have swore I killed this guy. And then funny enough. Uh, at the very end, they finally find him, find him, and his whole ship blows up. I mean, there's no way this dude's not dead. But then here he is, <laughs> and he's the main, uh, you know, kind of subvillain uh, in Episode One. He's back again, and he somehow knows all the tactics of the Republic Army. And uh, so it just it's just funny because like he just keeps dying, keeps coming back. So as we mentioned, Fives, you know, it's it's kind of like oh, is he is he back? I guess so. Or I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, uh, Echo Fives definitely dead. Uh, <laughs> Rip Fives. And uh, so Echo, um, you know, when they were, see- you know, th- he died apparently at the Citadel. So the Citadel was that huge uh, separatist uh, army, or I'm sorry, prison, that's what I'm trying to say, like high security prison. 
and basically Echo tried to go get to the, the transport ship and the turrets blew it up. I mean, there's like, quote unquote, no way that he could have survived, so they had decided to leave. But they could have taken his body, maybe his mind, and uploaded his mind into, uh, you know what I'm saying, into this, like their neural networks or whatever, yeah. because they were, at a, they were at a separatist controlled facility. His body was left there, so that's entirely possible. So... A lot of crazy implications with the whole episode itself was kind of slow but it was definitely just kind of an introductory episode for sure so andrew what are some things that you feel that are maybe the same and some things that may be a little bit different than what we've seen in clone wars thus far um i think that the the overall like way that the the series works the, the episode works is very <coughs> very much clone Wars. like i mean yeah it felt like as soon as it started and you have the announcer and stuff, it felt like, you know, oh, nothing yeah. had ever changed. And yeah. it was just, you well, know. They even had, like, a little quote at the very beginning yeah, yeah. they always have. You know, so it all, it all very much matched straight with the rest of, of yeah. the series. Yeah. Like, if, if you would almost could convince someone that, you know, it's just the next episode of, of yeah. one of the seasons. However, yeah. I think where, I think the biggest difference, though, is just the fact that, the animation is so much better. Yeah. And so for someone like me who pays like attention to that, I'd be able to tell like, well, this is that this has to be like quite a bit newer because yeah. now I know some people don't really care about that and don't pay attention to that kind of stuff. But yeah, um, I could tell a, a big difference between, between the last season we had gotten in this one. Yeah, you know, for sure. And, and you pretty much said what I was going to say, um, at the same time, um, in terms of the same, you know, I, I think I'm on the same wavelength as you. Yeah. I mean, really, it's, it's just, it feels very similar. Um, you know, like I said, the extra stuff, like the, the intro, the theme, you know. Even uh, the length. Yeah. Even I, was, the length. I was really yeah. hoping, though, that we were going to get a little Yeah, like longer. 45 minutes or two But hours here's the thing. This, these were already planned and made True. to probably be on Cartoon Network. Yeah. So... And that, and then that also brings like, could we maybe get longer ones in the next arcs? In the next they, arc, yeah. Could they be a little longer? Can I they play so. or mess around with that time a little more? I hope so, they... but I think that the fact that they've already established it with this episode and yeah. the, I'm not long. saying it's going to be like way longer, but maybe they could throw in a couple more minutes. Yeah, like ten know? more minutes, fifteen more minutes, something so, like that. I don't know. We'll see, but um, I, I doubt it. Yeah, yeah, probably not. But in terms of the same, there's not a whole lot. I mean, well, I'm just saying like everything. There's pretty much the same that you said. Now, what's different is that um, they, I like, you know, the animation is very good. And I actually mentioned to this to you when we was watching it, like they were storming this, this the, the Separatist Depot. And they went up into this tower and they're shooting up. And what I noticed was like something really like bizarre or weird uh, to, to notice, I guess. But like they're shooting at these droids and like I noticed that like windows are shattering on the background. And like yeah. just like these like, weird little details that are like, that was not in the previous seasons. Like, not at all. You know, a lot of really cool little details, little things that you wouldn't catch normally. Right. Yeah, it's very detailed. Yeah, and um, so and here's another thing, and this is kind of the case in the latter seasons. So like maybe five, especially six, but especially in the first four to five seasons, um, something that's different in season seven is we're seeing a lot more contemplation. And more, a lot more like character development and just random. It's not like all action all the time. It's more character driven sure yeah and the reason i say that is because we have this long discussion at the very beginning with mace anakin cody and rex and then we cut off to a scene where it's just Cody or as rex by himself and it's like this weird not weird but it's just kind of this long pause there's no there's no very little music there's no talking it's just rex he's sitting there looking mm -hmm. at the picture and like that's very unlike other seasons especially the early ones that we've seen and so and i like that because it's it's giving a more human element to star wars um and it's really, especially the animated stuff, because we see some of that, obviously, in the movies. But, you know, it doesn't have to be action all the time. It doesn't have to be yeah. explosions and lightsaber battles. I mean, I love that stuff, and that's one of the main reasons why I watch it. But right. to see, like, Captain Rex, you know, him struggling to make amends with all these people that he's lost. And, yeah. and, 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 and almost and almost as, as if, because he's had, like, dogmatic, like, charge in, I serve the Republic. But now it's all of a sudden, like, and this could be him leading up to him evading... Sure. 60, yeah, order 66 yeah. because it's almost as if he was like questioning at the in that moment like what he had been serving you know like 
how do we how do we well, yeah, justify I mean, the war is, is definitely weighing on him yeah know? and he's seen a lot of loss mm. so I, I think it's great that they do those elements well yeah. so one thing that you reminded me of that I wanted to mention when you said there was uh, we used, you talked about there being no music when, whenever they go in and to like infiltrate that like tower or whatever to go yeah they go in there I love that it was silent. There was no music in the background, yeah, and they yeah. were just going through, like taking everybody out. Yeah. And all you heard was just like, the, yeah, like, <laughs> like just the, the, blaster the, the blasters and the running and all that stuff. That's all you heard. That was it. Was a cool scene. It was I very did cool. Enjoy that. Very was cool. Very but anyways, uh, I, we're gonna wrap it up here. Yep. Um, so we want to thank all of you guys for for uh, listening today. Uh, if you haven't already, go check out our Facebook and mm-hmm. our Twitter. Uh, go ahead, le- you know, leave us a comment about what you thought about the Clone Wars. You know, we'll, we'll have Q&A posts as well in the future. Uh, look for those. Leave us questions. We want to hear from you guys. But until next time, may the Force be with you. And please join the Jedi. Jedi. <laughs>